Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. When so much of life is about the big moments, it's the details in the all-new 2022 Grand Wagoneer that make the small moments truly special. Take joy in American premium design and available technology, like the 23-speaker Macintosh reference entertainment system, and with seating for up to eight, no detail is overlooked, because it's the details that make every journey grand. The Grand Wagoneer. Grand adventures return. Wagoneer is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Hi there, I am Adam Kirbas, and you are listening to another episode of my podcast, Literary Analysis. We are, we will continue today with our analysis of Macbeth. But before we continue, I mean, we have been talking about the last, in the last episode, a lot about themes, as well as uh, that I said, Previously, that if you are a writer, if you and this podcast is partially supposed to be for writers as well as for people who um, want to uh, analyze Shakespeare and so on and so forth. However, but we said that if uh, as a writer you have to some sort of look differently on a, a text, so in order to become better, you in order to improve yourself. Uh, and your writing, and it uh, appears to be that so far we have only talked about themes. This is, it all seems like a normal analysis, a normal literally uh, transgression, and so on. But I think, and especially those who have written plays, f- screenplays, and themes, uh, and books, whatever themes can really make your life easier if you some sort of structure your themes not only your play according to some themes but because either way you have to have a theme for your play so what is it about or what is the general mood about it i mean is this is this a t- tragedy is this a comedy is this whatever it is you have to have some sort of an idea of it but as well as uh, what do your protagonist Represent. I mean, you have this in Macbeth. You have with with King Duncan, the perennial child, which becomes more clearer in King Lear. Or you have some sort of with uh, with Macbeth, this honorable man who is corrupted by his dark desires, by by power, and and then some sort of becomes a. Tyrant, you have Malcolm, this virgin who has, who supposed to be the heir of the throne, but appears to be a coward who does not, or who, who does not and is not willing to fight uh, for his father or against against uh, his 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 murderer. He's a virgin, but yet he has some deep desires. He 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 has even himself admits that he is. Uh, he is voluptuous and so on and so forth. And as well as you have Macduff, this 
coward who is supposed to protect the king and so on and so forth. You have here, I mean, later on, we will or this will become more and more clear if you write something. It is always easier to, as well as to theme or structure your play, your book according to themes. There you have to ask yourself, what is it about? Or what should my protagonists uh, represent? Or, and you can do this from chapter to chapter or in general you you have in Macbeth a lot of moral issues moral values like should I uh, kill uh, go against the, the king should I some sort of uh, uh, disturb peace just for my own gain just just uh, or should I justify justify uh, justify every violence just for my own personal gain and so forth so so you you have a lot of moral questions and if you write a play a book or whatever it is actually really good bring in those moral questions because this gets your audience hooked and this is what you really see in macbeth so they do, do not immediately some sort of go go ahead and kill or the uh macbeth and his wife, um, they they do not go at once and kill King Duncan. No, they ruminate about this. This is some sort of the tension where you, where where this looming question: uh, Should I or shouldn't I? Sh- shouldn't I? Huh? To be or not to be? You have this already, and this is pretty much good in that sense because it keeps the audience hooked and we will talk about later uh, to structure scenes and so on but however this moral question this this is if you want some sort of a cliffhanger and it and and it lingers on in the in the play it is it is indeed the most crucial part in the in the play some sort of should he go for it uh, in the in the beginning Macbeth has a first fight. He wants to go fight, but then he's he some sort of shrieks back. Uh, he thinks about the consequences. He thinks about himself. Doesn't he have or hasn't he uh, gained uh, enough already? He he's the fane of glams, and then he was named fame of quarter isn't this enough these new robes and so on and so on so so you you have a lot of moral issues and so and if you write uh, anything whatever it is i mean screenplays novels those moral issues these these really get people hooked because these are things which we talk think about every day not per se to get rid of your king or whatever, but if you, if you some sort of read, or and we will later make an psychoanalytic or a, a psychoanalytic analysis of the play, which some sort of offers itself to us. However, you see with King Duncan, there are a lot of references that he would be some sort of a father figure, or what is good and what is bad and so on and so forth so so forth so a lot of moral questions are there and this gets your audience hooked this is beyond doubt so those good novels uh, you uh, you like and which last for throughout the history they always open some sort of a moral issue which you some um, uh, which you uh, keep thinking about even uh 
after, I don't know, years you have read a book or seen a play. These are a lot of moral issues uh, which which uh, not only keep you hooked, but as, as well as uh, uh, a dilemma where the public is um, uh, is captivated by or still struggles through life and so on and so forth. And we will some sort of um, continue today um, with this theme, so, but with the notion that if you build uh, your, your play uh, you, uh, and your s- s- screenplay, your books around themes, this has a very strong component. We will later talk about Batman screen, s- screenplay. Uh, uh, Batman Begins. This is, I think, uh, b- by David one of the great screen plays you have. I mean, it is a great screen play, and again, you are you have a lot of moral issues here. I mean, this is and Batman was indeed a very successful. Uh, those um, new franchises and so on and so forth. So you see those moral questions. They are not. They do not belong to the past. They are still important in our. They things like purpose and so on. However, today we will continue with the themes or, or which were questions. We always it is easier later on if you write something that you always ask as if you what should this be all, all about the next scene, what should the scene be all about? What should my protagonist Gonist represent what is not, what is a hero, what is an anti-hero, and so on. So, but you have in the next theme uh, or a big issue in Macbeth is sacrifice. And if we want to some sort of pose a question, this then it would mean what are you ready to sacrifice for for your success? This is what you have in Macbeth, especially when Macbeth tells his, his, his wife, Lady Macbeth, about the prophecy that he has received by those three witches, which was weird, uh, which was somewhat weird, in a way the evil, evil spirits uh, prophesied him something, and Banco even warns him, yeah, you have to be very careful because this, this is uh, something you have to take with a big grain of salt. However, and this has then awakened a desire in Macbeth, and then he he tells his wife he he uh, transmits her a letter, and his wife then some sort of understands that Macbeth will pro- probably never do it. He will always or so mostly only ruminate about it, which you pretty much see then on. So there's always a a back and forth, which again rises the tension. Will he do it? Will he not do it? This is a good thing, which keeps the audience hooked. However, but then Lady Macbeth some sort of says, no, she she needs additional help, evil spirits and so on. And there she's, she's, she then says those very famous, famous uh, conjurers uh, lines while she conjures up evil spirit uh, uh, like things like turn my milk into gold un, 
sex me, and so on and so forth. And this is, again, we should read it as a sacrifice because Lady Macbeth seems to not have children or she had a had a child or never had a child or it it died died in childbirth we are not sure about this whatever it is but you 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 some sort of see that she's uh, she she sacrifices not only her her womanhood but the ability to bear children and this is pretty much central in the play with Banco whose descendants um will have uh, uh will be kings and Macbeth later on uh, before killing her banker or uh, uh deploying uh, assassins to get rid of him uh, Macbeth pretty much ruminates about it yeah, that, that that he some sort of wears a wears a fruitless crown that he has no heirs and so on and this is then if you uh, read or listen to Lady Macbeth and her lines, you some sort of see or, or perceive that she sacrifices this future, her ability to to get children for the sake of becoming a king, a queen, for, for the sake of a husband, uh, that he can move uh, forward with it because she admits that um, that her husband has too much of the milk of human kindness. So there you have some sort of sacrifice. What are you willing to do or what uh, to be successful? Uh, or you have as well as in Macbeth um, uh, some, some sort of uh, uh, negative perception of success. Success is always such vicious uh, because Banco as well some sort of later on admits yeah pr probably Macbeth played foully huh? so after after King Duncan is dead immediately people or immediately suspicion is raised no one really believes Macbeth because he some sort of killed those those immediately in in a rage as he says those who have killed or supposedly have killed King Duncan. So no one really believes him. Macduff uh, does not even uh, attend his his coronation in Scotland. So, so, so there's a big issue here. Uh, uh, and, uh, and, uh, um, and especially with all those sacrif sacrifices and, and the future you have as well as this sacrifice sacrifice in Macduff. Macduff is some sort of a coward. Um, he was previously uh, offered to work with uh, with Macbeth. Uh, Mac we hear this in the fourth act where, where uh, Malcolm and, and Macduff have a conversation where Malcolm dis trusts Macduff because he abandoned his family, the reason for love and honor. We will talk about the theme love and honor as well. And there you some sort of see again sacrifice. Uh, Macduff sacrificed his his own well-being or, or sacrificed his family for his own well-being. And again, he has no 
future. Hmm? This is again you see see this like Macbeth who sacrificed his future to to if you want uh, present mortal pleasures as well as you uh, you, you have the same then at uh, then at uh, with Macbeth who who sacrificed his family as well as his love as honor of just to save his his own skin just to save his own life huh? so sacrifice is a big issue so what are you willing to sacrifice hmm? and as well as mm, every rise through the social ladder is always suspicious you have to play foul in a way we will talk about the dagger the dagger um, in a way has two or leaves open two two uh, sets of interpretations the the first one is the very famous psychoanalytic inter interpretation of this hovering dagger um, yeah we will talk about it as well and the second one would be just that it is inevitable. Huh? You came so far, you cannot go back anymore. So the dagger pulls his way. The dagger some sort of says to him, there is no way back anymore. And you have some sort of an indi- or, this is uh, impolite when those three witches uh, meet uh, again in the, in the, uh, it is in the third scene. Uh, when they meet again, right before they meet Macbeth, there one of the witches uh, shows the others that she has a, a thumb of, of of a pilot who tried to turn back, yeah, who who tried to uh, some sort of steer away from the abyss, who tried to save his skin, but he then couldn't or we don't know what happens in the end but some sort of we get the notion that uh, there is no way back anymore and this is some sort of what the dagger could present as well so you came so far uh, uh, Duncan is is uh, in Macbeth's castle there is no way anymore or there is no chance probably uh, or no better chance anymore and he has to do it now or it is all gone and so on and so forth. So so there the dagger some sort of symbolizes an an in a force. Or or uh, if you uh, read the um, see the plot, this is the point where everything comes together, where the plot narrows down to this very point huh? this is where you, where he has he has or Macbeth has before ruminated about this a lot or should I do it should I go for it he thought about the consequences tried to try to somehow um, control them in the end he can't uh, and 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 then this pretty much draws him to King Duncan in his home, in his place. And he cannot avoid it anymore. So it is an inevitably like the pilot probably who, who could not turn back. 
it is all in vain. So once it once it starts starts, you cannot stop it anymore. So so this is what you uh, have or hear in some of the uh, lines of Macbeth as well. So Macbeth pretty much knew what would happen, and he he ruminated a lot about it, and in the end it it came as it came and this uh, despite the fact that he, the life and end of his president of of his, of his pretty Caesar, uh MacDonald uh, was actually a warning for him this is pretty much the same happened with with this MacDonald, the the former fame of Corder. so here again some sort of was an honorable man prosperous he had apparently everything according to what we hear in the play he had everything but yet some sort of threw it all away like uh, Malcolm some sort of is 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 left to stoop about uh, he he threw it all away as if it would be a trifle just to to be king or just to get ahead and this was apparently a warning was already a, a a warning you have this in the plot structure as well where we will talk about it a little bit later so sacrifice a big theme what are you willing to to sacrifice and the next big theme of of course which goes through the uh, plays masculinity manliness what is a man of course this is this is too i think the, such a question what is a man is is too broad it would not be able to be answered properly or in a way too simplistic yeah with uh, biological terms whatever it is but how a man should be this is what you have throughout the play as well as well as how ingenious it is i mean i mean in that age i mean uh, Shakespeare, those who uh, wrote in the 15th century, uh, uh, not in the 15th, in the 16th century. And and there you have some sort of, again, some sort of, uh, uh, if you want some cross-dressing in that sense, or women acting manly. I mean, this is something which would take long to to arrive in our in in the present, but Shakespeare made made it back then pretty much happening. However, manliness. I mean, how how should a man be or behave? The first thing it is of course bloody. He he fights in wars. King Duncan does not. He is not with his man. He is not. He is not. Uh, he, his hands are not bloody, and the same happens with Malcolm. In the end, if you read carefully, Malcolm does not some sort of go in the castle or storm the, the castle. He rather stays back and only make the duff some sort of slays the tyrant. It is not Malcolm, which you would then assume, yeah, the, or, or Malcolm is supposed to uh, 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 chop off the head of the tyrant because he has killed his father uh, he has committed treason no but it is Macduff who some sort of avenges his his family despite the fact that his his wife said about him that he's a traitor uh, because uh, or that he's or even says 
to her son that her father is dead. He's no more. He's he's not a man. He's not a uh, he's a coward. So, so so it is some sort of a contradiction because normally it would be or should be Malcolm who gets rid of the tyrant. He has all rights to do it. Huh? He has a right to get rid of uh, Macbeth, whereas Macduff's uh, uh, or Macduff's wife dies because of, of his own decisions. Before, because of his own decisions, because of his own cowardice, like what we hear in in the first act with those uh, when those uh, three witches uh, confer with each other about this uh, fat woman who who was stingy, who was not who was not willing to give give a, 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 a peanut or whatever it was. Chestnut, a chestnut to this witch, where 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 stinginess then led to her husband being plagued, drowned, uh, or, or, or sucked out of life in that sense. Hmm? So so this is indeed very important. We should uh, play focus on it, on it. So so it it is here again, uh, Malcolm commits the same folly as his father. He's not with his man and he does not avenge actually with his father despite the fact that he would have the right if you want to say in this mortal ancient world he uh, with right um, I don't want to advocate for killing each other but I think you You get the idea, I mean, uh, because King Duncan, despite the fact that he he was uh, weak, was pretty much slain by Macbeth. This was treason. This was not right in that sense. And it, it, it was just plainly clear, whereas uh, Malcolm, as his son, would have had the right to some sort of avenges father. We would we would some sort of assume a natural right to avenge his father. Whereas if you see uh, Macduff, well, we are not sure about it. I mean, I mean, he abandoned his wife. Even his wife admits this is bad. This is worse. He's a he's he's a traitor. A traitor is someone who. Who swears and lies? So, 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 so he's not really, um, he's not really a decent man in that sense. So, and she even says to her son, "Your father is dead," and so on and so forth. So, uh, this is indeed a big issue. Or we should, we should draw our attention. However, in that sense, manliness, uh, in order to come back to this very important theme, which really goes throughout the uh, play. Uh, Manliness is one of the key themes in uh, in in the play mas masculinity. What is uh, how should you act as a man? And then, of course, you have this with Lady Macbeth, which is then some sort of questionable huh? whether um, if you're a man that you some sort of should by any means necessary pursue your own goal, even though if it means to get rid of your king or slash your father in that sense move every obstacle out of the way and as well as you hear this with Lady Mac 
stuff you have you are some sort of drunk with desire huh? you want more from your life you are not complacent you are you you do not some sort of uh, be thankful for what you have no you want more you you crave more you could some so sort of say, yeah, well, this is some sort of a bad desire. This is some sort of, um, one would say, negative. If you want to have everything by any means necessary, is this manliness. Especially when we consider how how the play ended and it, that that if we listen to 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 Malcolm in the fourth act, and you have again this unstoppable desire, almost bottomless. This is this is again something questionable. One might ask. However, it is. But in the act, we pretty much uh, perceive how manliness is 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 portrayed, and this is indeed true for that time for that area how a man supposed to to be supposed to act uh, uh, despite the fact when Shakespeare wrote this play those nights this was already over I mean mean, uh, those nights of the middle ages this was already over but yet some sort of the perception of knighthood as well as manliness was still lingering on and then, of course, man supposed to, to be fearless. This is what you have, again, something you see with McDuff, with Malcolm, who are not, uh, who are not men, actually, uh, but cowards. Then a man, a man, of course, it is fearless. You, you have this uh, in, in the end, uh, in, the, in Act 5 as well, when Macbeth, some sort of, Talks with a lackey, and 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 this lackey is 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 indeed very scared because Dunham's wood came to burning him, and and uh, and so on. So so you have here again this fear, but and Macbeth is sort of way fearless. Huh? He has forgotten what fear is. He doesn't know fear anymore. So, so man, they're fearless, they fight for it. But here again, you would say the, the, those who know a little bit of Aristotle, it is indeed, there are a lot of references as well. It is the right amount of fear, temperance. Should you fear nothing at all? Like in the end with Macbeth, who says, I have forgotten what fear is, or this over cowardly lackey or or if you if you want uh, Max Duff who probably fled uh, out of fear uh, and uh, and left his family back so temperance is 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 the best word in accordance with Aris Tottles uh, ethics for that sense, so manliness and as well as manliness is some sort of cold, cold, uh, blooded, cold-hearted, without emotions. I mean, there is some some pretty much vile, vile uh, statement uh, of Lady Macbeth uh, when when uh, 
Macbeth is not sure about uh, or some sort of calls it off he doesn't want to kill King Duncan uh, and wants uh, um, enjoy what he has gained recently to be satisfied saturated is a big issue however and then and then Lady Macbeth says some sort of uh, hideous stuff so, 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 so that she would some sort of dash the brains out of a child who would have uh, sucked on her on her tit uh, uh, some sort of so cold blooded was she and and uh, and in the end or uh, uh, not in the but before the murder or lady macbeth some sort of admits she w- she would have killed king duncan herself if it would have wouldn't have represented her her father if he wouldn't have looked like a father there you have again some sort of the father figure which King Duncan pretty much represents as well as this child he is and her cold-bloodedness I mean after Macbeth have killed Duncan he some sort of forgot to leave the daggers behind her behind on the scene and and blame the servants of uh, of this murder and then lady macbeth takes the daggers brings them back and then she admits yeah, uh, my blood is the color of yours but a shame or i am ashamed that my for a heart so white so weak uh, for what good uh, in uh, in its and whiteness you have some sort of is is a theme of purity um, in the play this is what you have with with uh, in, in act four as well when Malcolm and Macduff talk with each other there there Malcolm admits that Macbeth's uh, acts would be some sort of covered in white uh, his 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 evil acts would become or would be covered in white in com- to his voluptuousness and so on so so purity um, this is rather and even to this very day only uh, only uh, imagine uh, uh, um, uh, marriages marriage the bride is always covered in white it is purity it is it, it has nothing to do with Manliness, it has nothing to do with a man who goes uh, or pursues his goals by any means necessary. Uh, so, so, so you, you have some sort of, as well as um, the, the, the gender understanding what is a man, what a man should supposed to be, of, 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 course we have as well as uh, some sort of honor and yeah? what 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 should a man be honorable a man should stay with his family you have some sort of uh, the, this in the case of Macduff this is the reason why he abandoned his uh, or the reason why he abandoned his family is why Malcolm do not or does not trust him yeah? Macduff could be an agent of of Macbeth try to uh, give this lamp uh, Malcolm to to make 
Beth in order to butcher it and so on and so forth. So man, a man stays with his family. And as well as this is again uh, uh, perpetrated uh, um, when Duff's wife calls him a traitor or, and, and tells her son that he's dead. So manliness or a man stays with his family. A man protects his family. Family, the little boy, uh, his little boy, Macduff's little boy, tries to defend the honor of his father. When, when, when those uh, two murderers enter uh, Lady Macduff's home, the boy tries to fight for the honor of his father and his house, and he's he's killed. So, so this little boy, in that sense, has more honor than Macduff. So, manliness has a lot to do with honor, uh, uh, with honor and uh, family values. So, what do you uh, appreciate? Family huh? that you stay with your family. This the same you have with Malcolm and with Donald Bean, who who are the sons of King Duncan who do not avenge their murders, uh, their father's murder, who just uh, flee, st- steal themselves away. And, uh, and this is uh, a big issue, actually, why, they are, why we have to consider them not only as weak, as unmanly, but as well as weak kings or or possible leaders, because the place is as well as about leadership. I mean, if you consider it from a Machiavellian view, there are some references about about uh, about Macbeth that his what that the people who follow him they do not love him, but they rather fear him. If you know Machiavelli, then you would assume yeah, this is actually not a, not a bad thing. It is rather better that people fear you than love you. However, this is some sort of considered uh, negative. And of course, men love war. This is what you have in the end when, when Malcolm uh, con, con confesses to make tough his, his deep Desires in the his first desire, Malcolm admits that he has he's he's uh, he's lusty. He will he will probably some sort of uh, chase after the wives and daughters of every nobleman, uh, and then uh, make Duff assuages Malcolm's concerns that no no there there are enough women in Scotland so so, so there is no worry about it then secondly Malcolm admits that here he has some sort of a desire for for wealth he cannot uh, get enough uh, he he's not satisfied he will probably k- k- kill a lot of noblemen take away their wealth and again make Duff assuages him. Ah, no, no, don't worry. We will have enough. Scotland has enough riches. Uh, uh, you can go after, so you do not have to kill your fellow countrymen. This would then mean you could oppress the 
people and, and so on. And then thirdly, uh, <clears throat> Malcolm says that he would disrupt peace. He would uh, uh, pour the, the, the milk of Concord, so 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 the, the 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 peace. He would disturb peace. He would pour it downhill, and this is when Macduff then some sort of is against it. This is what Macduff then does not excuse anymore because he wants the end of this war. He's he's not willing to fight. So Macduff and. Malcolm fled to to uh, King Edward's, Edward's court. They use Edward's King Edward's, who is being perceived as a saint. They get his soldiers who actually fight for him. So Macduff doesn't want to fight. He probably fled, fled, uh, and he fled uh, to England because he doesn't want to fight and this is unmanly this is not what men do men fight they are bloody their hands are bloody and so on so so, so you you have again this contrast uh, or what a man is supposed to be and and with this king edward which is um, man to heal i mean when malcolm some sort of describes the the Saintly King Edward, he then says, yeah, he's a saint. He heals people. And if you then compare this in contrast to the Scottish noblemen, yet they do not heal anyone. They rather kill anyone. They want to rob every, everyone of their livelihood. Whereas this saintly King Edward, some sort of bestows people's wealth he 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 helps people to get on their feet he he helps them to regain their health and so on so so this, this is a big contrast you have you have uh, in this play a uh, leadership what a leadership should be as well as what a man does and you would again some sort of assume that that uh, that manliness would not be with healing, uh, you should not. A, a man does not heal. This is what a what a nurse does. This is what a, someone else does. But in that sense, especially in reference to King Edward, whom whom we do not need throughout throughout the play, but rather people only talk about him. This saintly king of England, who who instead of destroying his his country heals them helps them this is against some sort of a, he is a good king who does not go to war or, uh, or does not has to go to war because his people love him this is a reference to king duncan his weakness in that sense is the reason for all these wars um, duncan's Weakness, and you do not have this with King Edward, assumably because he is so beloved, because he can heal, uh, because he can mend fences, whatever it is. So, manliness a big issue, and as well as womanness. I mean, what is what is or how sh should you be 
or what is the right conduct for a woman. I mean, we talked about this as well. I mean, there is some negative perception of women with with Lady Macbeth, with Hecat, and that women some sort of would be the sole reason for for evil, uh, for debauchery, and uh, and, and so on. So uh, because of Lady Macbeth, things started. Even even Macbeth was prophesized. Even Macbeth was some sort of uh, told a desirous future. It was rather Lady Macbeth who pushed him. Who in the beginning is some sort of villain who who forces her husband to go the length and the. Length. And the same you have with this short story told by the witch. So this this fat, stingy wife, who her, her stinginess is the reason why her husband is plagued and so on. But again, you have with 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 Lady Macduff. Uh, Woman who is who is actually indeed honorable. This a uh, woman who knows what honor is. This a uh, woman who calls out her husband's coward. This who calls him a traitor. Someone who is not a man and someone who is dead actually. So so you have uh, some sort of two forms of uh, of, of femininity and with uh, and I would assume that Lady Macduff has indeed a very positive perception of. Womanhood, and that and that women indeed know what what honor is. However, we will talk about this the next week. This was Adam Kebas from Ordu in Turkey. I hope that you stay safe in this pandemic. Bye. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.